Hello everyone, welcome back to the uh, Jesse Dawson podcast. Got a good one for you today, one that I, um, I'm i looking forward to discussing. I've, I've had it in my list for a bit. It's another, what did I learn, of <laughs> what I learned, what I've learned episode. And this one is what I've learned mastering a craft. Now that's a cool thing to say that I've mastered a craft. I'm a spring chicken, I'm such a little kid, but I've done a certain something since I was 13 or something like that, somewhere around there. So we're talking 12 to 15 years. I don't know what the math is. How long have I been doing it for? This will be the 16th year? So what's that? Oh, it must have been like 10 or 11. Anyway, doesn't matter what the fucking thing is. Uh, We're going to talk about mastering craft. What I learned from mastering a craft. And you go ahead, hit the subscribe button if you haven't, or the follow, or the like, or the whatever, because that always helps me. It helps me make more episodes, helps the algorithm tell them that this is good content and other people should see it because they should. So go ahead and do that. Now, what did I learn from mastering a craft? And the craft I had mastered wasn't even coaching. Like, I'm, st- I'm still mastering this craft. I'm still learning this craft. I'm six years into this now. But there's so much more to go. Like, I'm not even close. I don't feel like I'm in a position of mastery yet. I'm just, I'm just not there yet. I'm good, but I'm not I'm not a master. Still a long way to go for that one. And I'm happy. I'm happy to keep journeying on that. And one day I will be like, you know what? I think I'm, I think I'm hitting a, a peak here. And we'll talk about peaks and troughs and dips and plateaus in a second. But for my, uh, my crafters, it was a... Uh, it's a type of dance, actually, which is cool. Not very, I mean, it is very well well known, but it's not a it's not a classically trained dance or anything like that. And I've done it since I was 10. So I won't tell you what it is. You can just leave that there. If you go on my profiles, you'll find it. And um, I've been doing it for a very long time. I've probably put in close to, if I did, I did the math before the video, just to give you a rough figure, I'm sitting close to 18,000 hours, something like that, something like that, like a lot of time, a lot of time. Now, the hours don't necessarily dictate how long you've done something for or how long you are, like what masteries. They say 10,000 hours, but it can be 50,000 hours for some things and it can be 1,000 hours for other things. Like, you know, mastering the old fidget spinner could be, it's probably not 10,000 hours, you know, but I don't know. I'm not a fidget spinner master. So... The biggest thing, maybe not the biggest thing, I'm probably going to say that throughout the whole episode, the biggest thing, the most important thing. The first thing, how about that? The first thing is around practice, like the obvious thing, the obvious thing that I'm going to say when it comes to mastering anything. Practice is the most important thing there is. If you don't do the thing over and 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 over again, then you're never going to get anywhere. And more importantly than just practicing, because you need to put in the time, you need to put in the work, is measuring your practice, you know, recording your, your stuff. Like right now, these episodes, I, I analyze them and see where I could be better and see what I could do better and bring it to the next level and what, what not. So in 50 episodes time, this podcast may look completely different to this because I'm always looking to go to the next, to the next thing and the next stuff. So where can I, maybe I'll have a team, maybe I won't, who knows? We're just going to see what that looks like. 
you need to be measuring. You need to be review, reviewing, looking at what you're doing and what your strengths are and what your weaknesses are and being real with yourself, being like, I could improve here, I could do this better, I can do this better. And from someone that is has a quite a few skills under them and, and, and I love learning, this is the key, is to is to critique yourself. But don't drill yourself into the ground. Be honest. You know, be, be honest and acknowledge where your strengths are and what you're good at as well. But then also look at where you can improve. Because that's the only way you're going to get better. It's the only way you're going to lead to mastery is how do I improve this skill? How do I continue to grow and learn more about this thing? Because if you keep doing the same thing over and over and over again, you're going to get the same result. And obviously, expecting a better result is the definition of insanity as we, well, a lot of people know. If you don't know, there you go. Definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again expecting a different result. So if you practice, and you practice imperfectly, because there's a saying that says, Practice makes perfect, but only perfect practice makes perfect. So let's get that out of your head, that just practicing something doesn't mean you're going to be good at it. It doesn't mean you're going to get to mastery level. It doesn't mean you're going to be able to take it to the whole world and full circle this around or whatever you're trying to do with it. Practicing perfectly is perfect practice, but imperfect practice is not Perfect practice, quite literally. It's imperfect practice. It's going to get, create more flaws. So if you're not, if you, and of course, we're going to be practicing imperfectly throughout the whole thing because you have to. But don't keep repeating the same imperfect practice. Let's say, just a simple one, easy one to understand. Basketball hoop, basketball, shooting it in the hoop. You're practicing your shooting. If you're not aiming for the basketball hoop, you're practicing imperfectly. And if you keep not aiming, you're going to perfect not getting it in the hoop. So you're not going to be achieving what you're setting out to be. Whereas the perfect practice in this in this instance, which will be imperfect, is to aim for the hoop and learn to get it in the hoop over and over and over and over again. Get better at it and get better at it and learn to master that. So what you want to do is when you're practicing, you want to be analyzing what you're doing. So for me, uh, this thing I do, I do go-karting, for instance, right? It's a really new thing for me at the moment. And I'm practicing my line and, and my ability to execute the in in the in the cart in, in the vehicle in the car, and being consistent. So right now I'm practicing consistency, and then when I feel like I'm getting to a point where I'm hitting really consistent, I then look at my line. It's like, okay, where can I improve on the line? Where can I get faster? Where can I find more speed in the corner? Where can I find more efficiency in the braking? Where can I find more efficiency on the exit of the turn and accelerating out of the corner? Right. So. Same with running, with swimming, with any sort of sports, with any sort of baking, cooking, anything you do, absolutely everything. With my coaching, how can I help people even better? How can I convey my message even more compellingly, that's a word, and more engaging so that people watch the content, want to share it, and, and, and send it around to people that need it and that uh, want to engage with me after the content? So I've actually already, I don't know what episode this is actually going to be because I don't know, I record a lot of episodes um, I don't even know what one I'm up to. Um, but I've already had people reaching out and saying to me that yeah, your podcast is amazing. I, I look forward to it every single week and that it's it's really helpful and it's really helping me out. And that, that episode was great. And that was one of my achievements I wanted to set as a, as a benchmark for the podcast was to have people reach out. And it already happened. So it's like, okay, well, that's happened. So now how do I how do I go to the next level? What's the next thing? You know, what's the next level of, of mastery? Even that's not mastery, but... You get my point is you're always looking for the next thing and that's how you get to mastery because eventually you get to a point where it's like, okay, well, I think I'm very, 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 very well versed in this thing and 
I can do it with my eyes shut, upside down, underwater, in space, <laughs> um, and, and still be able to execute that craft. And that's how you know, because it's just so innately within you that you're able to get that mastery level and you're able to then critique and, and you move into that space of teaching, which we'll get into. So practice is is crucial. You cannot stop practicing. You have to keep going and going and going. And, and practicing without looking to improve or looking for where you could be doing better or what you're doing well and what you're doing not so well and practicing imperfectly, continuously, is only going to get you imperfect results. So you need to be looking at how you can go better and better and better and then those will become whatever more perfect if you will, even though perfect's not a not a standard to go for, but you'll become more skilled and more correct in the execution of whatever your craft is, and that's how you, you, you that you get better. Now along the journey, you're going to hit some dips, and you're going to hit some plateaus, and you're going to hit some peaks, and they're all good. They're all good, but what do they mean? So a dip is quite literally a dip, and that often comes after a peak because you can't go down unless you've gone up. So you learn something, you start getting good at it, you start getting confident with it, going to the next level. Maybe then you try to you know, maybe enter competition level or something like that, or maybe you try to do something that you wanted to do and you didn't quite get it and you find out that you're not actually as skilled as you were. You might drop into a dip or you might start just getting overconfident and start getting complacent because that's what happens when you first learn something new. I see it a lot in sales. So I've done a lot of sales. I've done a lot of sales training. I've done a lot of teaching people how to sell. Uh, it's been my job for a long time. I've taught people from, you know, 15 years old all the way up to 52 years old how to sell and blown their minds. And if you want to learn some things, come have a chat. If, if you're even if it's just for your job, like let's see if we can work together and find out where we can improve your sales. I, I love it. It's great. Point is, with sales, it's a really good example to use. You're selling. Your selling ability goes up as you've learned a new technique or a new skill or how to convey something a bit better. And then you start getting confident and cocky overconfident and you start saying to yourself I've got this this is actually this is, this is getting easy I'm, 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 I'm coming into this expecting it to be a sale I'm expecting it to be this and then you come in and then you start not getting sales because you're when you're climbing up the peak of the uh, the skill which is good like you want to be climbing up the peak you're getting better and better and better and your confidence is growing and then you're becoming actually sort of mid-peak is like the best place to be because that's when you're like oh I'm, this is really working and I'm excited about it but I'm still cautious of my actions and what I'm saying what I'm doing so you're coming up to the peak and when you get to the peak the reason it's the peak is because you're about to dip and there's actually a whole book on this and I didn't even know there was a book on this because I've just seen this and experienced it firsthand apparently there's a whole book I can't remember who wrote it right now it might even be like Stephen Cofield or something like that but it's called The Dip so go read it it's a great book and um, you go up to the peak and that's when you start getting overconfident and saying I've got this and it's going to be easy and no problems. And then you stop looking for where you could be doing better or being conscious of your actions. You start making mistakes. You start leading into it as if it's going to be the outcome you're looking for without doing the work for the outcome. And in sales, for instance, people start assuming it's going to be a sale and you can never assume it's going to be a sale. Now, you can come in with a mindset that you're going to be making sales and have that for you, but then to make a sale and assume a sale, you're then, you come across as pushy or arrogant or whatever and you lose the sale. And then that happens over and over, over a couple of times. And then you drop because you're like, what's going on? I don't understand. So you're coming up to the, oh, hang on. Coming up to the peak <laughs> and then you get cocky and then boosh and you drop down. 
And you, and you can drop down as low as when you first started. You can go all the way to the bottom. It was usually a little bit higher, but you can drop all the way down to the bottom. And then it's time to recoup. You know, Look at your practice. Look at what you're doing. Where am I making mistakes in my practice? Where is my practice imperfect right now? Where is the, the thing that I'm trying to do falling short? Is it, and, and really analyze yourself. Am I coming into too hot and heavy? Am I being arrogant about it? Am I being uh, cocky about it, overambitious? Am I just not looking at where I'm making mistakes? Am I making too many mistakes? Am I selling myself short? Am I, I don't know, in go-karting? Am I lifting off the accelerator too early? And I'm, and I'm losing time into the corner. Am I breaking too aggressively into the corner? Am I not exiting out of the corner correctly? Am I not taking the efficient line? Am I getting caught up in the mental game? Am I getting caught up with the, the pressure from the person behind me or you know, whatever it is, or leading a race or you know, all, those, all those types of things, right? So I hope those examples make sense. Same with swimming, same with cooking. Like, you know, have I stopped reading the recipe? So now I don't know what I'm doing and I'm guessing and I'm making a mistake with the recipe and it's not coming out the way I want it to be because I'm getting complacent because I think I know it. Those things. And you dip. And if you don't dip, or usually you do dip and then you plateau afterwards because then you climb back up and you reevaluate what you're doing and then you start to learn and, and get a bit of a hard truth slap in, your, in the face and then go to the next level and start to climb up the the the, the hill again. Now this time, you usually will surpass the previous high, the previous peak, because you've, you knew what happened last time, you're not gonna let it happen again. So you go through and you pass the peak and then it gets even better. And then you might dip again, or you might plateau, and then dip, or whatever, you know, it doesn't really matter. It's, it's whatever, the, it's whatever the, you know, the reality is. Every single craft, every single industry, everything you do is different, so it can be whatever. But if you do dip, after you go through the peak and then you dip again, you don't dip as low as last time, you dip higher. And then you'll find that soon you're dipping higher than the first peak, you know, and you're dipping to here. And then you go back up and then you're dipping to there. And you go back up and you're dipping to there. And that's that's how you know you're making progress is that when you do dip down and you lose whatever the momentum is or the skill or you're overstepping or whatever you're doing, you're not falling down as far because you're able to rely more on the skills that you've learned that you know you are competent in. So there's that. And then you can plateau where you decide that you think you know everything and that is the death of you by thinking you know, and then you just plateau and you just sit at the same level forever. You don't get any worse, you don't get any better, you just sort of plateau. Um, and, there's, and there's more to learn, but you're not learning. So that can happen as well. So that's just simply kick back into gear, man. Just get going and, and go go to the next level as you're going to continue to get those, those results. Or eventually those results are going to drop off because the world's going to change and you're not moving with it. So there's that. And then there's the mental game. That is like another layer on top of that. So these are, these are, just to remind you what the podcast is about, this is what I've learned through mastery, learning a craft. There's a mental game. So all of these peaks and troughs and dips and plateaus and the practice and the imperfect practice and the analyzing yourself and being brutally honest with yourself and all those things, that's the mental game. The whole thing encompassed together is the mental game. It's like the next level. And that to know that when you have your craft, there is a level, there's an element of mental to it. There's a mental capacity or a mental uh, skill set, ability, resi- resistance, re- and, and uh, reliance, if you will, as well. Like there's all these things that come into the mental aspect of it, and that you've got to push yourself further. You've got to summon that up within you to to push through the barrier. Because when you hit a plateau, oftentimes we're just hitting a barrier, and we've got to push through. We've got to do the work. We've got to get back into it, and we have to push through the barrier, and then be able to climb back up the peak, you know, into the next to the next level. And the mental game can make or break you. The mental game can be, what is the do or die? Because you can hit a point where you don't think you have it, have what it takes. You don't have it within you to go to the next level, to to 
ramp up to the next rung on the ladder of your journey to mastery. And sometimes that can be hard, really hard. Sometimes you want to quit and stop your craft. The mental game is what is, is as I said, do or die. It is the thing that you that makes it's the difference between you going all the way and not going at all. And there was a time where with this particular craft, I did stop. I stopped. I packed it in. I was like, I can't do it anymore. I'm, I've had enough of this. It's it, it, I, I, I'm not getting any further than this. And this is this is the peak that I've that I've that I've hit. I've hit the peak and I'm stopping. And I'm so glad I did not stop for long. But I stopped and I completely stopped. And you know, eventually I missed it and I came back. And that was where the mental kind of sucked me back in. But I couldn't cope at one point and I gave up. I gave up trying to continue to be better. And I've learned from that. And I've learned that if you just keep going, as hard as that is, and you keep looking at what you're doing and where you can be better, how you can improve, if you have to get someone involved into that, whether you have to hire someone, whatever it is, to go to the next level, that and, and you want to, then you should do it. And, and, and they'll help you bust through that mental barrier and go to the next level because the mental game is so, so, so important. So again, using go-karting as an example, racing is a huge mental component to racing because you're, one, you have to trust the vehicle you're in, whether it's a motorbike, whether it's a car, whether it's a go-kart, whether it's rollerblades, a skateboard, whatever it is. You've got to trust that that's going to have you back. You know, you, It's going to support you. But you've got to know its limits and you've got to know where you can push to and you need to know your limits as well, what you can control and where you can go with it all. So coming into a corner at full speed and knowing when to brake and how late you can brake and push it to the point where you're almost losing out the vehicle to make it around the turn because that's where you need to be in order to perform at the next level. Um, Racing is a really good one to talk about when it comes to like these mental games because you have to push your fear and you have to push your self-confidence and your self-trust further than you've ever pushed it because you're literally in a place where adrenaline's firing through your body. You're in a place where you're having to think really quickly and really fast and make decisions and lots of calculations all the time. Racing isn't just like, you know, a cruisy sport. It's it's a physical activity. It's a mental activity. You know, hell, it's a bit of a spiritual activity. <laughs> um, but, you know, racing isn't for everyone. So I'm just using it as, as an example. It could be knitting. You know, knitting could be your thing. Where you're the mental barrier of putting down the the stitches in the right order, making the pattern you know, correctly, making the the figure eight pattern actually fold around itself on the on the piece of clothing. That's a whole craft in itself. I can't do that. Of course not. There's a mental game behind that too. So I trust that makes sense. I trust that is and that that covers that point. And it's about pushing yourself to the next level. And the way that you recover from the dip is to push yourself to the next level by getting back up and beating yourself in that mental game because you're only versing yourself mental game is all you to you it's not you to the world it's not you to everything it's, it's you handling you you handling what you've what you've got to give in the rest of the next steps whatever it is so you hit the you hit a plateau you've got you've got a mental block you've got to push through you hit a dip as a mental block you've got to push through so you can climb back up and you'll often climb back up further than you did before because you're pushing through that mental barrier that got you there in the first place and that's that's huge on the way to mastery and then next it's not really a, uh, a trick to getting to mastery on your own. It's just getting to mastery faster. So now that I've done something and gotten myself to a place where I call it mastery, where like literally I can do it inside out and just can do it in my sleep. I can do it anywhere in any 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 setting. Just literally I can do it. All I can do this dance on stairs. I can do it in an elevator. I can do it in, probably can do it in a waterfall. I don't know. No problems. And to get to mastery faster, because at the end of the day, you don't want to be wasting 
precious time that you don't have if you can avoid it. If you have the resources around you to be able to have access to someone who has the results or have the money to be able to hire someone who has the results or whatever it is, if you have those, if you have those resources around, use them. Find someone who has your results and see if you can get around them. And whether it's got to be for free or whether it's you got to pay them or whether you've got to create a relationship and nurture an entire thing so you can get around them and learn that thing and then have an asset as a friend or as whatever. Whatever you've got to do, you need to get around that person because you're going to get the results 10 times faster, 100 times faster, 1,000 times faster, whatever it is. For me, getting around someone when it comes to audio production, I for me now, I'm at a, I'm at a level where I can only go to people who are very successful to learn further audio production um, skills because this I do all this myself. All, all my videography and media, I do it all myself, and I'm very, I'm very skilled in that. And people come to me for that as well. So it's another skill I've sort of crafted it. But I would never call myself a master of it. And the only way for me to learn further with this technique is to go and pay for either courses, which I don't really think are going to give me what I need, or I've got to go to do to someone who is a master in that craft already. And, and I know that. So if you have access to someone like that in the area that you need to learn or want to learn something in, go and get access to them. Go and hunt them down like skin the DM, send them messages, send, tell them you'll shine their shoes, I don't know, do anything to get around them because they're going to give you tips that are going to save you so much time, so much time. And time is more valuable than the money. So if it can save you time for a small investment, then get involved with people. Get involved with them. Like, like coaching, for instance, like you can try and better yourself. Hire a coach. It's going to take you so much less time. Hire, get into, into therapy or something, some, something like, like, like that. If it's a goal orientated, just get a coach. They'll just call you out on your stuff. You know, message me. I don't know. Just whatever. And get you in a program or something. It's going to be so much faster than trying to do it yourself because it might take you 10 years. It might take you 10 years to get to where you need to go or it might take you six months with a coach, for instance. So it's the same with everything. Go find someone. Go find a knitting pro. Go find a racing pro. So for me, you know, I've got to go and go and get people who are faster than me and f- learn from them. That's what I do. And I will learn 10 times quicker than doing it from, by myself. So a nugget on top of the mastery game is find someone that has the results and learn from them because you're going to do so much better and so much quicker and so much faster. So do that. And the last level of mastery, which I consider to be the true level of mastery, because it's cool that you can do something really well. It's cool that I can do this dance really well and that I've got audio stuff and blah, blah, okay, I'm just listening off a load of things I do in my life. Bit of a sneak preview there of what I get up to outside of this camera. The last level of mastery, the most important level of mastery that I believe is the only way you can measure mastery, which is why I don't call my ma- myself a master in a lot of things. I only really call myself a master in one or two things. And that is because you need to be able to teach someone how to do it. You need to be that person that they go to to be able to get better at what they do or to learn the tricks that you do. The only way for you to know that you are truly a master at something, that you truly know something inside out, back to front, upside down, in space, underwater, with your eyes shut, is to be able to pass that knowledge on to somebody else. It's to be able to see someone trying to do it, whatever the thing is, and look at what they're doing and knowing what they're doing wrong and be able to give them advice on how to fix it or how to adjust it or how to do it better or whatever it is. That is mastery. And then having the willingness to actually teach someone because you can keep all your tricks to yourself and that serves no one but you. And that's not a master. That's a student. A student keeps their knowledge to themselves and a student hoards it and is scared to let it go to the rest of the world through insecurity and all that kind of thing. And that's a student. 
That's someone learning who doesn't isn't sure of themselves. But a master is someone who gives the information out, is someone who sends it on, someone who takes it to the next level and provides it, provides a platform for other people to learn or or mentors or whatever. This kind of content right now is me practicing that skill. So you're literally watching me do it now. I'm teaching you, teaching you mastery because I'm learning mastery of something. And you need to be able to go and learn that. So when it comes to this dance that I'm talking about, now I have a bit of credentials around it. I'm not going to tell you what it is. Again, you can go and find it on my profiles if you want, if you really want to look. But I've performed in front of tens of thousands of people. The biggest crowd so far I've performed, I think, is like 30,000, 30, I think it was, 30,000 plus. And I'm going to be flying overseas soon and performing on a bigger stage. Uh, and that's going to be awesome as well. I don't know how many that people that's going to be. It might be 50,000, might be, 50, be 60,000. Who knows? Who knows? But that's where that takes you because that's cool, right? But then what use is it just me knowing that thing if I can't then teach it to somebody? Because if I've got this level of mastery and I'm talking about it like I can do it, I need to be able to tell you how to do it. Because if I can't, then how do I know? How do you know I know? I have to teach you. So I can see someone doing the same dance, no matter where they're from in the world, no matter what style they're doing, I can tell them how to do it better. I can tell them how to improve their balance, how to improve their uh, the look, their toughness of it. They can make it gentler, their fluidity, their style, their whatever, right? Because expression is expression. That can, that's uniquely theirs. But the, the foundation you build that expression on is, is universal. So it's all about how you execute, execute the foundation most of the time. And only someone who knows the mastery level of all the finicky little ins and outs is able to teach you the foundation and knows that that's where the real game is. If you don't know the foundation, you've got nothing. I'm not trying to talk myself up here. I'm not trying to tell you I'm fucking brilliant because I don't care what you think. <laughs> you can think whatever you want. You can think I'm a knob, that I'm a bag of floppy knobs, whatever you want, right? You can think I'm arrogant or that, I'm, that I've got so much ego, whatever. I don't, I don't care. It's, it's up to you what you want to think. All I'm trying to display is the awareness of the mastery, and that is that you pass it on to the next level. Um, like I can, you know, I've, I've made this video at the risk of sounding like a whatever, and that's fine. You keep rocking on. If you think there's something that I can help you with that I'm a master of or that you believe that I have a more a higher skill set than you, then get in contact, man. Get, reach out. Reach out to me and let's have a chat. Let's have a chat and see what, see if there's anything I can do to help you or at least point you in the right direction. So if you think there's something I can help you with, then let's go. But if, there, if there's something I can help you with and you're just watching it to gain your gain information, then that's brilliant. Then in the area that you're looking to master, find out how you can teach someone what you already know. Look for someone who's learning and see if you can teach them something. And then that reinforces your knowledge, reinforces your self-trust and who you think you are and the ability. So do that. And as you learn, teach. As you learn, teach. And as you learn, teach. And you'll get more and more and more and more efficient and well-versed in the criteria that you're talking about. So coaching, I consider myself quite well-versed, but I'm not at any level mastery. But I'm still able to teach what I know. And that's the key. So that's what I'm doing here. So, yeah, I'm walking my talk. Here I am. Now you go and walk your talk. Now go out and learn the thing you're doing. Practice. Analyze your practice and what makes it good, what makes it bad, where it could be better, where it's awesome, you know, all the things. Be honest with yourself. Write it all down. Do all the things you need to do. And then go out and, and practice again and improve on those things. And then see how you went when you would implemented the new thing and see if it was better or worse. And, and trial and error. Trial and error. And keep the resilience going. Keep it going. Keep it going. Keep it going. Remember why you're doing it. Because, you know, for the passion or whatever you're doing. If you're at a point where you're dipping, look at your dips. 
do do the previous step. Look at it. where did I where did I overstep? Where am I falling short? What what's the mental barrier going that's coming in? And then tackle that, and then find out where your other mental barriers are, and find out if there's a bigger mental game that you can play, and then bring that extra level of it that pushes you to that next that next thing through the through the the blockage or whatever, and you find that next level of you that is embraces that that change. And if you can find someone that can teach you quicker overall with anything, everything in life, and while you're doing all of those things, find someone you can teach. Find someone that you can be the mentor for. Be that person they go to and then pass it on. And you'll find that you learn so much quicker and so much faster, so much more proficient. And you get to share with the world and feel like you get to have some contribution and 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 some connection with some people and that you're significant and create certainty around your skill and variety around teaching people. and Yeah, and growth. And that's what it's about at the end of the day. Mastery is about growth. So trust this has been good, as usual. Like and subscribe and comment and let me know how, what you thought. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Tell me you hate it. Tell me you loved it. Enjoy your lunch, dinner, brunch, your breakfast, your morning, your sleep, all the different times of the day, and all the different meals that you might be having. I don't know why I say that, but I love saying it. And enjoy the rest of your day. I'll see you in the next one. Thank you very much.